this time of the year is like the best to many of us. You know, autumn itself, you know, the colors and other things that come up, fathers and holidays and traveling, going to this place, that place, seeing this person, that person. Such a wonderful time of the year. When it comes to harvest time, hallelujah night, or Halloween, really got to take the good out of the bad. Historically, it's built upon a lot of evil practices, but what the enemy means for evil, God means it for good. There is absolutely nothing wrong with Harvest Fest, getting together, putting on costumes, and enjoying the festivities, hay rides, and children going to get candy, and watching nice, appropriate movies, and I am so for that, but it doesn't matter what a thing is, a place, or a person, it can either be of God or of Satan, no matter what it is, but we're going to focus on the things that are of God. I'm not going to release Harvest Fest to Satan to have, no, because God means the togetherness, the fun, the creativity for good. But many will abuse, but that's not our focus. Just continue to live and enjoy being here. And I would never forget growing up, my mom would, you know, discreetly take us trick-or-treating. And one year, I'll never forget, I was four, she forgot my costume. And I was like, where's my costume, Bob? <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. This year, guess what? I said, what? You're going to be a ghost. Try to make it sound good. You're going to be a ghost this year. How does that sound? Hey, no, I don't want to be a ghost. I'm a princess. <laughs> no, you're going to be a ghost this year. Now go in the closet. <laughs> it's like, I tried. I try to be nice. Now go in the closet. <laughs> go get that white sheet. Cut the eyes out. I was like, oh my God. Wrap a rope around you. A, a belt. That's what we had. Belts. <laughs> And you're going to get that bag in your lantern and you're going to go trick-or-treating and you're going to have a good time. Aren't you going to have a good time? I'm like, okay, but I can't breathe. You didn't put a hole in my nose. Ghosts don't have holes right there. Oh, God. Walking around with this long sheet, eyes cut out, and I wind up having the most candy. I was excited. And here she goes, guess what you're going to be next year? What, mom, a princess? No, another ghost. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> this is, it's not right. <laughs> but I wasn't a ghost that following year. Just the experience for kids. So exciting, even for adults. So exciting. It's not about the horror and the, you know, the potions and all the spells. It's not even about that. We're not focused on that. But I came last night to show you that it do exist and what it was built upon. But what God mean for evil, I mean mean for good, is good. What Satan meant all along for evil. Hallelujah. And it's nothing like having that experience. 
very exciting. And I mentioned a lot about, you know, Papa's, which is my favorite fried chicken place. And I don't know, many people were asking the same questions around the world. Where did this sauce come from out of nowhere? It was never on the menu before. What is this voodoo sauce? And the thing is, I don't put my preferences on people. No. Because I have people that, you know, my family that's around me every day, like, uh, that's how you feel? Oh, okay, uh, can I get a six-piece um <laughs> biscuits and um, you know, um, let me get the uh spicy meat and you know what I'm saying? That's how you order. I'm like, that's all good. That's just you, you know, that's my preference. I don't put my preference on people. I'm not that woman to do that. No. Somebody say, oh, I don't, you're not supposed to. If you do, then use this, that, no. Some of my preferences are not yours and some of yours are not mine. Like I drink wine occasionally. Some of you prefer not to. You understand? And they'll be like, let me get that uh, six-piece meal. <laughs> and don't forget that sparkling season. Oh, yeah, and that black and ranch. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I miss eating that Popeye's. But I just prefer to get that off the menu. Just take it off. Take it off. Just take it off. No one want no voodoo sauce anyway. Take it off. Some people, some people may be like, you know, I don't even eat, you know, chicken tenders on here. I just got the chicken. You know what I'm saying? You can have that over there. But uh, let me get that uh, six piece. <laughs> so I'm, I'm on here because what I prefer, you may not. I don't want any of you to think that you have to stop eating Popeyes. No. But let me tell you this, though. If you happen to go there and you don't see that voodoo sauce on the menu, holler at your girl. I'm trying to let me know. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll, I, next time I come back and that store's gone, uh, let me get a 50 piece of, uh, <laughs> how many piece? You said five? No, 50. <laughs> Try to tell you, have a chicken, be a chicken mania of that piece. Yeah. Another pointer I wanted to pinpoint about the weather and the hurricanes. The route to a lot of things were based upon uh, voodoo and putting roots on people. And some small parts of the earth, people practice a lot of evil sorcery and voodoo. I see it. I've been around it. And I could see the anger in God regarding it. And he would tear that place up. It would be an earthquake out of nowhere and just split the land. And the thing about it is, I remember the conversation that God had with Abraham regarding Sodom and Gomorrah. Because God was on his way with those two angels to go and destroy the entire place. And, and Abraham, you know, made a statement unto God to destroy the righteous with the wicked. That's not something God would do. And Abraham said to God, if there was, you know, 10 people found, 30 people found, 20 people found faithful out of them all, would you spare? It was like, yeah, I would spare. I really believe if Abraham went all the way down to one person. And God would have spared the entire land for one person. The causes of these weathers, you know, storms and hurricanes, tornadoes, volcano eruptions and tsunamis and all these things. The ocean floor, the ocean crust begin to crack. The ice and ice lands begin to melt due to the volcano, you know, avalanche. We just really got to come together and pray because if anyone speak words that we don't want to actually see, 
we're going to have what we say. But if I'm saying something against and people are saying out of fear, they're going to reap what they're sowing. And so will I. And I don't want that anymore to happen to any of us. When it comes to these blizzards and, you know, tropical storms that's out of control. Because even when it comes to the meteorologists, we have to keep them lifted because they're only speaking what they naturally see coming. So who are we as children of God that we continue to speak up and call forth from God's perspective, heaven's reality? Many of us believe God and then we see a storm coming. We become afraid and call forth the storm and start casting it down. We have to help them help us. They're just doing their job on what they can detect on the radar. It's like prophetically speaking in the natural. And here we are prophetically speaking due to the supernatural. That's not God's plan to destroy the righteous with the wicked. It's not God's plan to destroy the wicked. How many people you saw on TV or you even probably encountered a terrible storm that got out of control, a hurricane, a tornado, buildings crashing in and colliding in. And you understand? Visionize a sinkhole even. Sitting down in your bedroom and bam, it's a storm outside and you just went all the way down in the bottom of the ground in your bedroom. Even when it comes to an avalanche that's hitting the ocean floor and the water. What does that even look like? Volcanoes going out of control. Tornadoes causing earthquakes and earthquakes. The ground is cracking open. I seen the ground crack open in a dream. And it was splitting very far fast and opening very wide. And I was saying, oh no, we ain't having this. That's like if you were going through chemo and I would speak life over that cancer. It has to bow. And all of a sudden you become in remission. It's gone and all of that. And all of a sudden you get an ache again. And you start being scared and speaking it back. It's going to come back. Whatever it is that we cast down. If we call it forth, it's going to come back. And much more. And that's what happened. And that's what happens. And all of a sudden, then now it came upon you so strong that you're not even here anymore. Went from remission to now a proper burial. Because you called it back. By fear, guilt, panic, worry. Stand together and say, no, we're not putting up with this hurricane. We're not putting up with this tornado. But many would say, who are you to speak to a tornado? Who are you to say that a tornado has authority over me? No way. 
There are angels in the hierarchy that are four forms of weather, and they're called angels of virtue. The angels of virtues, they are, they are in charge of elements, nature, planets, and weather. They can only release what we call them forth to come and do. They do not operate when we're speaking in fear. They're here. They're around. No matter where I go, nothing's going to happen to me. And I want you to declare the same thing. It don't matter what's on the radar. Thank you for telling me. Now I'm about to speak against it. Because no weather going to talk back. We have the authority to cast it down. Look a volcano in the face. Look a hurricane in the face. You have to bow. It doesn't even look right nor sound right. Many people, many of us guys, I'll never forget that big blizzard we had. What was it in 90 something? Was it 90? Like 96. The biggest blizzard, the first blizzard we ever had in 95 in the DMV area. And I was, I'm short. So it came up to like my, my shoulders. And we was afraid. The roof caved in in this house we were living in. We was afraid. But things happen when we're afraid. Even when we think in our heart, I'm going to die. I'm not going to survive this. There you go. There you go. Choose life. Choose life. The power of life and death. It's like the prayers going back and forth with the words of fear. Like a seesaw tugging war. I'm casting down that hurricane. And I'm calling forth the hurricane because I'm afraid that it is one. I'm going to have what I say. You're going to have your results. I'm going to have my results. There are children right now that's floating on the streams and mothers and fathers wondering where their children are in these hurricanes and tornadoes. Snowstorms and Hallelujah. You notice when you become very determined to give it all you got, when you tell yourself, I'm not going to die. I'm not, I'm not going out like that. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight my way out of this. And look, what happens? You survive. There was a man who had a plane crash, ended up in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and was drifting and drifting hundreds of thousands of miles by the minute away. Wind up around a lot of great whites in the area. At night around jellyfish that lit up the water and got stung so much. Was there for, what, two months. Two months without any food or any water. Surrounded by all that salt water and couldn't drink any of it. When it hallucinated, became dehydrated and died instantly. And he said, I'm not giving up. I'm surrounded by all these great whites. He'll see that, you know, them swimming around them and And then at night, can't see nothing in the ocean. Can't see nothing around. Everything black. You don't know what in the world could happen to you. But he was not giving up. And all of a sudden, there goes a boat. Two months later, 
two months later, there was a guy, they made a movie called, um, what is it, 45 Days, something like that. He went to um, not LaRae La Caverns, Navon Caverns. I never knew, knew how to even pronounce that. LaRae <laughs> Caverns. Not even that. It's somewhere where it's all rocky. I forgot what it's called. And he went there. And he got his foot stuck. Couldn't get out. His only way he thought to get out was to cut his foot off. Because there wasn't no other way that he could get out. He was dying inside. Dehydration and starvation. Cut his foot off. And ran for help. Because he said, I'm not dying. I got a choice to make. Save my foot and die. Or cut it off and live. They made a movie out of it. He was there for, it was called 45 Days. Thank you. He was there for 45 days. There are people all around the world who are experiencing all types of forms of weather that moves, you know, uncontrollably. But we have to stand up and speak words of life regarding everybody. You understand? People just sitting at home, they roof come in and tornado high winds come all over. Come on, somebody. Or even express an earthquake, you just have a huge shake. Everything just shake out of place and going crazy. And we walking around afraid. No, this is not going to happen. It doesn't matter if I'm in a town filled with many people that's doing evil deeds. Because of one night, God will spare this entire nation. You understand? God would not destroy the righteous with the wicked. He would not even destroy the wicked. Not in the new covenant, he won't. Because he's already satisfied. Now to retaliate in anger, that means he's not satisfied. That means that it's not finished. And God said that it is finished. Because Christ said it's finished. He hadn't to declare that. So I got on here very quickly to talk more about what I was introducing last night in the conversation. And sometimes I'm not you know, explaining because I don't have that much time to go to each detail by detail. Don't you ever think because I prefer to do something that you have to do it. You better go to Popeye's if you like Popeye's. Just let me know if the voodoo sauce gone. Let me know. I'm in there right with you. I just prefer it that way. That's all. Like the same things that you may prefer, I don't. It's all good. Don't ever try to, you know, flood me in with your preference and neither would I with mine. Don't even try to have me thinking I'm, you know, being rebellious because I prefer to do certain things that you just, you know, don't. Neither will I. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with harvest. Nothing wrong with, you understand, Halloween. And, you know, it's all about what you get out of it and how you change it due to whatever way you live. I'm not going to walk around as no vampire. Of course not. But I'm not going to call nobody bad because they choose to. You understand? I don't watch horror movies. But I'm not going to, you know, go against anybody because they do. Some might want to be a witch. A good witch, quote unquote. You understand? 
cannot do that. We cannot. That's called prejudging. Hallelujah. Sometimes we give out instructions and some people may not follow every detail. They might still come with what we said not to do. So what are we going to do about it? Say you can't come? Say you're not welcome? No. Say you can't come inside? No. Come on in. It's all good. One thing I learned as a parent, and by God being my parent, and taught me how to be a parent, don't ever just tell your child what you know what you don't want them to do. Or don't just tell them no or they can't. Honor them that much for them to honor you back by doing what you have them to do by explaining. Don't just say no because I said so. That's what we got all the time. We we didn't ask any questions. And my son don't ask any questions, but I explain. Let me tell you why. Let me even show you why. Because that impacts them when they see the reason as to why you're saying. Like the statement, spare the rod, spoil the child. We think that that's in Proverbs. But in 1600, Samuel Butler... He wrote a book called Honduras or Hundreds. And he took the scripture, which was actually Proverbs 13, 24. He who withhold his rod hates his son. And he translated it, spare the rod, spoil the child. Many thought that it was scripture in Proverbs, spare the rod, spoil the child. No, it's he withhold his rod, hate his son. Proverbs 13, 24 verse. Hallelujah. And I just thank God for that so much that I wanted to quickly get on here and just say that. I want you to know these things. I want you to pray for people because God, he keeps showing me a dream of a lot of roofs are caving in. Just a, just a third dream or the second powerful dream I had like that. And I'm going to tell you what it means. It's symbolically meaning a warning. And we are the church. Every individual is a house where God dwells. Whether we aware or not, but that's how he created us to be a place where he dwells. And many of us are forgetting the blueprint, the foundation that keeps us standing. Because many of us are losing sight as to what it is to actually stand anymore. And we notice changes around us and regarding things that are happening we have to keep each other in prayer. Sometimes we think that it's the enemy doing things, but all along is God trying to spare us from being moved. As soon as we cannot recognize something or comprehend, the first person we go to, I mean, the first, you know, demon we look at is Satan. We don't even look at God and the glory of his presence and the presence of his glory regarding anything. Well, he's the one in control over it all. Satan can't do nothing with me, to me, or even for me. If I cannot recognize or know, then guess what? I seek God and he knocks my own understanding. But in all my ways, acknowledge him. And he shall continue to direct our path. Because God is showing us what it is to actually be a place where he dwells. And many of us losing sight of that and the roofs are caving in because he's going to have us to crumble down Meaning bring us down to the bottom 
and rebuild a lot of us back up again. I've been through that. I know what that's like. I know exactly what that's like. I'm a living witness of that. He had to bring me all the way down to the bottom to have me come all the way back up to the top. And guess what? Once you or I encountered that, there will ever, ever be us going back to the bottom to go back up to the top again. Now, he'll do it as many times as he needs to because he's, he's going to build upon a solid foundation. Now, if we change and do things and start switching up and not being like Christ and not talking words of wisdom, words of love, and we start becoming selfish and start becoming lustful of the things of this world, like the resourceful things and not the eternal things, it's going to crumble down. It got to crumble down because it has to be on solid ground. And he showed me a lot of roofs caving in, bringing a lot of people down to the bottom to get their attention again. Because he's trying to gain many of our attention now, but many of us just don't want to listen. Try to ignore, cover it up, hide it like it's not even there. And God going to speak much louder and much more clear than any of us. Hallelujah. I thank you for listening. I must get ready to get ready for service. Greater sees in us than he was in the world. I love you. Please excuse me for rushing right now, but I've really got to go. I love you.